This is Ashley Kelsch, and you are listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 35. Welcome to Modern Renegades Podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Hey, renegades. Can you believe 35 episodes? I have been on a roll. Every week, I've been cranking out an episode, and I'm just a little pat on my back, a little high five, a little high five from future self to me last year deciding this is what I'm going to do, and I'll be damned. I'm doing the damn thing. Mm. Anyway, enough about me. How are you doing in this moment right now where you are? Are you good? I mean, it's just you and me. So we're good, right? Just returned from a great family trip with my family. Well, that's redundant. And uh, I journaled a bit about it on my blog and you can check that out. But let me just say for the record, in case any of my family members are listening, it was the best trip we've been on. Not because of the places or the activity. It's on the contrary. It was their attitudes, all of ours. We, after the first day, just hit a flow state and stayed that way for the entire trip. When you think about it, teenagers, dogs, my ex-boyfriend, long hours on the road, it could have been a recipe for disaster. But instead, it was perfect. Obviously, I contribute to my coaching brain and my evolved state of being a renegade. Everything that is anything good is because I'm a life coach and I manage my mind. That's basically what the new family ethos is. So I want to continue talking about boundaries, y'all. I've gotten a lot of messages from you. So basically, boundaries part do. Yeah, I'm following up last week's episode, Don't Be Cool, Set Boundaries. A lot of you thought I was in your head. The client who I was referring to actually asked me what other people said or thought. And I was like, well, actually, everybody thought that the episode was about them. So that's kind of cool, right? That it turns out no one has boundaries. Oh, none of you are alone with this, my little baby seals. I'm with you. Something we should understand is that we as humans are wired to bond with and need people. Attachment and relationships are nutrients to the soul. This is what separates us from lizards, remember, like from eating our young. And it's a beautiful thing. But your brain interprets boundary setting as kind of scary because you could lose the people in your life when you do so. And your brain, with all of its tribal wiring, has you convinced that the others are more important than you and your needs. And we're raised and conditioned to think this way and to please, to not hurt anyone's feelings. You asked me, how do I distance myself coolly so I don't seem bitchy and crazy? You told me, I sent him a text wishing him the best so he doesn't feel bad about what happened and I'm hoping he doesn't reply. And you also commented, I wish he would just stop calling. It's annoying. Renegades, why does distancing yourself mean you're crazy or a bitch? Have you thought about sending yourself a text that wishes you well? What about telling them, please stop calling? You all acknowledge how frustrated you get with yourselves, how embarrassing it is. What's wrong with me? Why do I do it? Oh, I need validation. It's almost like I enjoy the drama. You can't say no to yourself. You feel like you're your own worst enemy. You want to stop looking at your phone to see if they text back. You want to stop hooking up with your ex. 
you want to not know everyone that this person has been with or seen in the last 12 hours. And I'm so glad that y'all shared because when you do this, you get out of shame and shame would love to keep it like a secret and just fester in the dark. So let's just come into the light, renegades. This is your brain on dating. I will say I did get a text from a friend and they said, I'm proud of myself for turning down a couple of exes. No need to retrace or re-engage. I'm not sure if this qualifies as renegade behavior, but it feels good once that particular urge passes. I was like, uh, based on the good feels, yes. <laughs> they acknowledge in the conversation that they are the one who left the relationships and feel that it's a disservice to the other person. <sighs> I kind of wept a single tear of pride that day, renegades. So proud. So boundaries part two. Here we go a little bit deeper. Last week, we went through the inquire, seek, reveal process and examined who you are when dating, how you feel, what you do. You know, it's easier to have an external problem than having to deal with our internal problems. So when we switch the focus from other people to ourselves, we shift responsibility. We have to take responsibility for ourselves, our feelings, our behaviors. What if you stopped worrying about how the other person is feeling and started thinking about how you feel? I mean, do you see the irony here that you're more worried about offending or insulting the other person, but you're not giving yourself the same treatment? I mean, not even close. This people-pleasing behavior is from a lack of boundaries. It's reminded me of the Brene Brown-Russell Brand interview from last year. She talks about the one thing people with compassion have in common. They have boundaries of steel. Doesn't this seem counterintuitive? I don't know why. That was like, wait, what? Brene's team repeatedly heard, I'm compassionate because I do not subject myself to the abuse of other people. From here, her team developed what they call BIG. What boundaries need to be in place so I can be in integrity and generous toward you? Boundaries, integrity, generous. When we are in integrity, we know our priorities and values and we don't let people harm us. Then we don't become resentful or clouded in our thinking about others. We can be in a state of mind that is generous towards them. We don't take things personally and we know that everyone is doing the best they can. So how do we stop going unconscious and disconnecting from ourselves when we're dating? Well, I've been reading Henry Cloud's books on boundaries, and he says, we are our own worst enemy. It means admitting that we are, in fact, sleeping with the enemy. Renegades, we're the enemy. The voices are coming from inside the house. Take a look at your life. What result are you getting in life from not saying no? I mean, are you experiencing resentment, depression, over drinking, stress, anger, isolation? These are all symptoms, renegades. What is coming up and where? This is the area that needs your attention, where you need to start setting limits. So you ask yourself, what do you need? Henry Cloud says this is the real issue and it's going to keep reoccurring. What are the symptoms? Are you in resentment? Are you depressed? Over drinking? Overthinking? What's the root? Where did this behavior start? You're going to have to go back. What is the boundary conflict? Are you people-pleasing? Are you acting complacent? What do you need? Do you need accountability? Do you need therapy? Do you need a journal? How do you begin? You begin by asking these questions. How do you set boundaries with others? This is where you draw those lines. So what's next? Well, you need to know you're going to have to embrace the failure that comes with learning to set boundaries. It's an imperfect process, renegades. It's like learning to walk. You're going to fall down. You just get back up. Look at why you fell. 
learn from it, and then let it the fuck go. You don't need to make it mean you're broken or something's wrong with you or that something has gone wrong. Nothing has gone wrong. Over time, you're going to evolve and mature. But time takes time. Your brain is going to want to rebel. We have a difficult time controlling our impulses and determination is not going to do it alone. When I'm setting boundaries, I'm like dealing with my 16-year-old self. She's like, what? No, what's the big deal? She wants to rebel. Discipline is the art of self-control. Patience and compassion for ourselves when we're learning about ourselves and where we need boundaries, a priority. Another list of questions that are more direct that I use sound like this. And this is where, get out your notes, y'all. Let's pay attention. Are you listening? (laughs) What is a negative result you currently have in your life? What action leads to this result? What feelings cause this action? What thoughts cause this feeling? What is the opposite of this current thought? What result would the opposite thought create? What is the result you want to have? What is the thought you can think and believe to achieve this result? When you start treating yourself with love, you will not tolerate others not treating you with love. When you have boundaries that are comprised of caring for you, your head, and your heart, for you first, you can protect yourself from intruders, invasion, and encroachment. Know your terms of engagement, renegades. I was riding my bike on the trail today thinking about boundaries and how we're just so worried about hurting other people's feelings. At least that's a common complaint. When I say no, I feel bad. I had this epiphany when I was out there. I have zero problems calling out left, behind you, (laughs) like none. And I will get dirty looks or I hear comments. And you know what? I never take it personally, ever. Do you want to know why? Because, well, first of all, half of y'all aren't paying attention on the roads. And I'm not just talking about drivers, but I mean people on the trail, running, cycling. You're just zoned out. So the way I see it is I'm looking out for both of us by letting you know I'm coming up. I'm protecting myself and you. It's for the safety of everyone around us. And guess what? I don't make it mean anything. Like there is no drama. And this is no different when dating. I said it last week, when you know your priorities and values and have boundaries around them and yourself, you can date responsibly and with freedom. I feel the same way on my bike or running. I have no problems telling you I'm about to pass. And as a matter of fact, I feel it's my responsibility to do just that. The question becomes, can you apply this level of responsibility and safety when dating? Can you lay out boundaries and protect yourself first? This will give you freedom. I'm going to go so far as to say most of you don't even know you're dating like your life depended on it, or that you're putting it before everything else, treating it kind of like a career, and you think it's normal. And why wouldn't you? We've had this force-fed narrative that getting married and finding the one and falling in love is what you're supposed to do. I'm convinced this is why we completely lose ourselves in the process. We aren't doing it on purpose. We aren't conscious of it, not in the least. You're operating from social self rather than your essential self. What if I told you that not everyone spends their days texting with persons of interest, that not everyone spends hours fantasizing about finding the one, that not everyone shows up to meetings or work while carrying on a conversation with someone on their phone all day long? I mean, it would appear the entire world is doing this, but I can assure you they are not, that their mood or their tone of their day isn't dependent on someone else sending them a message. 
There's a dating world that exists where people can show interest, communicate, get to know another human, and still stay present in their life. Keep an open mind and heart and not lose sight of what's important to them, not put themselves second. I want to challenge y'all with an integrity cleanse. Martha Beck, who's basically the godmother of life coaching, I mean, as a matter of fact, she's considered the first life coach. She was Oprah's life coach. So anyway, before she got into life coaching, she found herself battling this autoimmune disease and her body was breaking down, like literally she was dying. And she was evaluating her life and what was going on. She realized how unhappy she was and that she had been living for everyone else and it was literally killing her. So she decided to do an integrity cleanse. She would set her watch to go off every 30 minutes. This way, she would be reminded throughout the day to be honest with herself and those around her. She was on the phone with her sister who invited her family up for the holidays. And she's like, yes, of course, we'll be there. The alarm goes off on her watch. And then she's like, no, never mind. We're not coming. We don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. And she gets into this practice of only doing what she wants to do. She lost family members, friends, her job, but she got her health back. And the people who were in her life that loved her for her are still in her life. And it created this career, this life coaching career. I don't know that Brene Brown would recommend it, but practicing integrity is all about the long game. It's learning to say no to what feels good so you can feel good later. Being in integrity with you will create a relationship of trust and love with yourself. Practice using the word no this week. It might be one of the most important words in human language and the least likely used, most underrated. Notice when you say yes and wish you had said no. Remember, it's never too late to change a yes to no either. Go big or go home, renegades. Boundaries, integrity, generosity. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Love you. Renegades, thank you for tuning in this week. If you're enjoying this podcast, please let me know. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and show it with a five-star rating and review. You can also head on over to my website, ashleymkelsch.com to sign up for my newsletter, leave your questions or comments, and just connect with me directly. I look forward to hearing from you.